Amen. You appreciate that singing. Say amen. Hallelujah. Well, isn't it good to be in God's house? I appreciate the church tonight. Amen. Somebody said one time, when you get saved and you love the Lord, you love what the Lord loves. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 25 that Jesus Christ loved the church and He gave Himself for it tonight. Amen. I'm glad that I belong to the Lord and I'm glad that I'm part of His church and I love His church tonight. Amen. Nowhere else that I'd rather be on a Wednesday night than in the house of God. Amen. Amen. Take your Bibles tonight to Psalms chapter number 11. We'll just continue right along in the Psalms tonight. Psalm chapter number 11, familiar psalm to us tonight, familiar verses and uh, familiar territory for a lot of us tonight. Psalms chapter number 11, if you find your place there in the Word of God, let's all stand, honor and reverence God's Word, and we'll begin reading in Psalms 11 and verse number 1 tonight. If you're there, say amen. 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 Psalms chapter number 11, the Bible says, In the Lord... Put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For lo, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in His holy temple, the Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, His eyelids try the children of men. The Lord trieth the righteous. But the wicked and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, and a horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness, his countenance doth behold the upright. You can be seated. Thank you for standing with us while we read the word of the Lord. Our Heavenly Father, we thank You, Lord, for the opportunity and the privilege that it's been, Lord, to be in Your house already. God, thank You, Lord, for the good songs of Zion, God, that have been sung and stirred our hearts. Lord, reminded us, Lord, of Your great love for us. God, we thank You, Lord, for the, Lord, the, the physical strength and the health, Lord, to be able to be here tonight. Lord, to have hands to raise, to have, Lord, breath in our lungs, Lord, to be able to praise You. Lord, You, had, you said, let everything that hath breath praise You. And Lord, we're thankful for the opportunity to do that tonight, Lord, because You're worthy. God, I pray tonight, Lord, that You'd help us as we stand to preach. God, I can't do this within myself, Lord. And I ask You, God, for holy unction. God, I pray, dear Lord, that You'd illuminate our mind, God, the things which we've studied. And I pray, God, that You'd help us to preach thus saith the Lord tonight. I pray, God, that You'd help us to say everything that we should. Lord, withhold us from everything, God, that we shouldn't tonight. God, I pray, Lord, that You'd stir within our hearts. I pray You'd help us, Lord, this Wednesday night, this midweek service, and strengthen us for the journey. God, I pray, Lord, if there's one here that's discouraged, Lord, backslidden. God, I pray, Lord, that You'd kindle the fire in their heart. Draw them back to Yourself. Lord, if there's one here tonight, Lord, they're lost without Christ. I pray, God, that You'd reveal that to them. Through old-time Holy Ghost conviction, draw them unto Yourself and save them before it's everlasting too late. God, we pray all these things, Lord, according to Your will. We ask it for Your honor and Your glory. And God, we do ask it in Jesus' name tonight. Amen and amen. Psalm chapter number 11, as we've already said, is a familiar passage of Scripture to us tonight. We know that this psalm is ascribed to David. And there are a few uh, thoughts and there are a few opinions about 
when this psalm was written, but we do know this. We do know that this psalm was written between the timeline of David uh, killing Goliath and cutting his head off there, and then his time spent in the court of Saul. And myself, I believe that, that this was written in the court of Saul. We know that Saul persecuted David, and we know that Saul oppressed David, and he was jealous of him. So through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, we find that David wrote this psalm, and this is a very familiar passage of Scripture to us. And boy, I'm glad it applied in David's day, but more so to us, to you and I, the Gentile bride. Thank God you and I can take this psalm uh, out of the Hebrew songbook and we can apply it uh, to our walk and our life today. Amen. We notice something about the life of David before we get into the the in-depth of this psalm tonight. We know this, uh, that David's life was represented by three areas in our Bible. We know this, in David's earlier years, we find David in the country as a shepherd. And those are the formative years in David's life. God taught David about worship. You think about this tonight. David was there uh, looking after his father's flock. And boy, it was just him and the sheep. He was there protecting uh, those, sheep from, uh, those sheep from the wolves and from uh, the bears and the lions and from uh, their enemies and those that would try to harm them. And boy, David out there all by himself as he was uh, looking after the sheepfold. Boy, he looks up in the stars and he said, uh, Thank God tonight the heavens declare uh, the glory of God and the firmament show up his handiwork tonight. We know uh, that David, when he was out there on the backside of nothing, uh, uh, thank God he had an opportunity and a time to fellowship with God. And boy, I'm glad there are some times and seasons in our life when God will take us and He'll show us and He'll teach us what true worship is. Amen. And true worship tonight, boy, I'm glad that we can stand and we can praise the Lord and we can speak of His greatness among the heathen tonight. And boy, we can be a witness for His honor and glory, but true worship Worship is found in the secret place when it's just you and God tonight. Amen. And David taught, and God taught David about that there in the country as a shepherd. And then we find in David's life, we find him in not only in the country as a shepherd, but we find David in the court of Saul tonight. Amen. These were the faithful years, and God taught David wisdom in the court of Saul. You say, preacher, what are you talking about tonight? David understood what it was to be uh, hindered in his walk. David understood what it was to be slandered and talked about. David knew what it was to have a backbiter. David knew what it was to be falsely accused tonight. And when Saul was doing those things, and Saul uh, was bitter of it, God gave the kingdom to David and he was bitter that Saul had slain his thousands and David had slain his ten thousands and he got jealous and he got bitter and he began to attack David. David knew what it was for God to teach him wisdom in how to deal with people tonight. Amen. And I'm glad God will do that in our life. He'll give us wisdom in in dealing not only with the saved uh, that have gotten sideways and have something against us, but he'll teach us in dealing with the wicked tonight. Amen. But then not only do we find David in the country, we find David in the court, but then we find David in the cave of solitude. Amen. You remember there when he was fleeing Saul's persecution and he wound up there in the caves with his mighty men. You know what God was doing? God put him in those years as a fugitive, as a a vagabond, one that went away and hid in the solitude of the caves. You know what God was teaching David? He was teaching him about warfare. Amen. And can I say this tonight, that the Christian 
Christian life is a battle tonight. Amen. Uh, the Christian life is a life of warfare. And the life of faith that you and I live is a life that is full and present of battles in every stage of our life, it seems. But boy, David, as he begins to write in this psalm, we find him in those formative years. We find him in the court of Saul there. Uh, and God is teaching him about wisdom. God is teaching him how to deal with individuals and deal with the wicked. And just by way of introduction, I want to show you a few things in this uh, psalm tonight. We know that David is being persecuted by Saul. So number one, we see this. We see David's conversation. Look with me in verse number one. The Bible says, in thee, in the Lord do I put my trust. How you say to how say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain. You know what David is saying here? David is saying this. He's saying he's taken some counsel from, from, from some friends. He's taken counsel from some individuals. And you know what they've told David? They told David this, David, you ought to just run away and hide. You ought to go back and you ought to run and you ought to flee these problems and leave. And boy, sometimes when we enter into problems and we enter into trials and tribulations, have you ever just wanted to run away and hide? Well, I'll confess to you tonight. Well, there have been some times in my life when I've had to steal away with God when I've had to go and I've had to get away from everything else and I felt the pressure of life and felt like the walls were closing in felt like I was on my last rope and it seemed like I just wanted to get away tonight Amen. and that's exactly what his friends have instructed David to do they've said David flee to a bird flee as a bird to the mountain we know this that birds when they evade a predator they don't go to the low ground but they go to the high ground and that's exactly what his friends had instructed instructed David to do. We see David's conversation. He was urged to operate in fear, but thank God David, he, he, he resolved to operate in faith tonight. What did he say in verse number one? He said, in the Lord put I my trust. Uh, listen to me tonight. That is not the conversation. Uh, that is not the language of a lost man. Uh, that is not a man who takes the things of God flippant or casual tonight, but David resolved in his heart. Uh, he would refuse the counsel of the ungodly he would refuse the counsel of his backslidden friends and boy he would put his trust in God and he would resolve to follow God tonight and boy I'm glad you and I can do that tonight amen aren't you thankful tonight that the Lord allows you and I to put our trust in him and thank God the psalmist said this he said when my heart is overwhelmed. He said, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. And boy, I'm glad. Thank God David resolves to put his trust in the Lord here in verse number one. So we see David's conversation, but then we see David's confidence. David decides to put his trust and his confidence in the Lord. Look what the Bible says in verse number two. He said, for lo, the wicked bend their bow. He said, they make ready their arrow upon the string that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. Then he said, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do tonight. Amen. Then he said in verse number 5, he said Look, the Lord trieth the righteous but the wicked in him that loveth violence his soul hateth. He said this he said upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone and a horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. You know what David was saying? David was saying even though Saul is persecuting me, even though I've got an enemy in this walk of life thank God God is a righteous judge. Amen. God was going to 
vindicate David and thank God when you get in these situations where it seems like everything's closing in, when it seems like you just want to run away and hide, thank God you can put your trust in the Lord, put full confidence in Him tonight and know that God is a righteous judge. Know that God will vindicate you and thank God when the Lord is in your corner or rather should I say this, when you're in God's corner tonight, when you're on the side of the righteous, thank God He'll look out for you and you can put your trust in that tonight, friend. You can take that to the bank, amen. We see David's conversation. We see David's confidence. But then I notice this. I see David's conviction. Look with me in verse number 7 of Psalms uh, number 11 here. Psalm number 11, verse number 7. The Bible says, For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness, and his countenance doth behold the upright tonight. Amen. You know what David was saying? David could stand strong by conviction because he knew that by doing what, what was right, he knew that he would have have the favor of the Lord. He knew that he would have the blessing of God upon his life because he decided to do what was right. Can I say this tonight? You'll never go wrong doing right. Amen. You'll never go wrong doing right. It's never wrong tonight to do the right thing. Okay. David knew that by conviction tonight and he went with the Lord. Amen. I noticed this as we look at the psalm tonight, I want to bring back your attention to verse number 3. Amen. And boy, this is a familiar passage of Scripture uh, to us tonight. And I want to read that verse. The Bible said, uh, David asked this question. He said, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Amen. David realized this. David was working and he was serving in the court of Saul. He knew that Saul had his number. He knew that Saul was breathing down his neck. He knew that Saul was on his trail tonight. And he asked this question. He said, if the foundations, if the very things that I trust in, if the, if the very things that I know to be truth and know to be the, 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 uh, the pillar and the ground of my life tonight and the pillar and the ground of society, you know, the man who's supposed to be king, the man who's supposed to be in charge, the man who's supposed to have David's best interest in mind is crumbling before his very eyes. And he asked this question tonight. He said, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do tonight? Amen. I want to preach on this thought tonight. Amen. The fight for our foundations. The fight for our foundations tonight. Amen. As we look at this psalm tonight, I notice this. During the fight uh, for our foundations, we see this. We see the cruelty of the trial. Amen. The cruelty of the trial. Look with me in verse number 2. The Bible says this, For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow upon the stream, that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. Okay? We know that Saul is, is, is has got David's number tonight. We know uh, that Saul is on his trail. But what does Saul do tonight? The Bible says this, that the wicked bend their bow. You know what the, you know what the bow is tonight? The bow is a coward's weapon, isn't it? The, 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 the archer can stand back at a, at a far away distance and he can raise his bow and place that arrow upon whom he wants to destroy and he can let that arrow go and it'll go into that person's heart without him ever having any contact with, this, with the individual. You know what Saul was doing? He was slandering. 
He was backbiting. He was gossiping. He was talking about the man that God had anointed tonight. Amen. And he was gossiping and he was breathing out threatenings tonight. He was jealous of David tonight. And we see the cruelty of the trial tonight. He bent his bow and he made ready that arrow to shoot at David. But he never had the guts to face him face to face, did he? Why? Because he knew God's hand was upon him. David even did this. David was there in the cave and David had the very opportunity. I mean, God laid it out for him to see exactly what he would do and he had the opportunity to kill Saul and end all of the persecution, end everything right there. And you know what he did? He cut his skirt off and he was grieved in his heart and he said, I cannot do this to the Lord's anointed. I cannot persecute the man of God. I cannot persecute the one in charge. And you know what? I've often wondered this sometimes there are preachers I'm just going to be very transparent and very real with you tonight there are preachers that I know their personal life tonight I know things that they've done I've heard them say vulgar things tonight and boy I was grieved in my heart and as a young man boy confidence that I put in these men was let out and let down and I was discouraged and felt defeated about that and I've often asked the question why in the world God would you put your hand on this man why would you say people uh, when this man who's a hypocrite uh, stands up to preach tonight. Why God would you do that tonight? We read the story of Saul and David. We know why tonight. Even though Saul turned into a wicked man, he still was anointed to be king. Amen. And David was not to put his hand on that man and David was not to put his hand on the one that had been anointed king tonight even though he was wicked even though he was doing things that David uh, did not agree with you say why is tonight because it's because God was the one who would vindicate amen God's going to work all that stuff out, amen. You ain't got to worry about whatever. I don't know why I'm laboring this. This ain't even in the point. But you ain't got to worry about what everybody else is doing. You ain't got to worry about everybody else's ministry and everybody else's opinion about everything. Hey, just serve God in your tater patch tonight and God will bless you for it, amen. The cruelty of the trial. We know that the bow is a coward's weapon tonight. And Saul was privily shooting at David to destroy him tonight. Amen. We see the cruelty of the trial. But then I notice this. I see the constancy of the tried. The constancy of the tried tonight. Look what the Bible says in verse number 4 through 6. David said this. He said, the Lord is in His holy temple he said, the Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. He said, the Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence his soul hateth. Then he said this in verse number 6. He said, upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone and a horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup tonight. Amen. You know what David realized tonight? Even though Saul was doing this, but thank God the Lord had his back tonight and boy he could take take courage tonight and being constant and just doing what he knew was right tonight. Amen. You know why David could do what he knew was right? Notice this. David knew where the Lord sits tonight. Look with me in verse number 4. The Bible says, The Lord is in His holy temple. 
The Lord's throne is in heaven. You know what David thought about tonight? David, there's no doubt in my mind. David thought about this tonight. God, you've forsaken me. You've left me. And how many times does the psalm carry that same theme and that same idea? And what does that speak to us about? It speaks to us about our human nature. Amen. We know that God has delivered us time and time and time again. He's always on time. He's an on-time God. Yes, He is. As the psalm writer said tonight and boy it seems like God has forsaken us uh, and God has turned his back on us uh, oh but David takes courage tonight and he says you know what he said God's still on the throne uh, God is still righteous uh, God is still holy uh, God is still going to take care of me uh, so I want to encourage you tonight it might seem like God uh, has left you out to dry it might seem like God has just turned up uh, uh, missing tonight uh, uh, but thank God God is still on his throne and he's still in control he's a sovereign God thank God he's interested in the affairs of men tonight he cares more about than our, just our dress code he cares more about just our own personal convictions and I believe he's concerned with that tonight but he's concerned about our personal life tonight he's concerned about our heart tonight and how we're doing and how we're faring in this life We said David knew where the Lord sits then David knew what the Lord sees. Look with me in verse number 4 of the second part. He said, His eyelids behold. His eyelids try the children of men. What does that mean tonight? You think about that part of the verse where it says, His eyelids try. Now we do this whenever we're looking at something and we're trying to examine it closer. What do we do? We squint. And everything else around is blurred. But what we're looking at is brought into clear focus tonight. And that's exactly what God is saying that He does in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our heartaches. Boy, it's just as if God has set His eyes on us. It seems as like we're the only one on the planet tonight. And God, His eyelids try of the children of men. And He sets His eyes upon us. He knoweth our frame tonight. He knows every step that we take. He knows where we're going. He knows where we've been. He knows all about us tonight and thank God you can rest assured God knows where you're at tonight amen there may be a saw on your trail tonight and the wicked may have set a snare for you tonight and boy you may be dealing with the biggest trial of your life tonight but thank God God has his eyes on you tonight amen thank God for that tonight David knew where the Lord sits David knew what the Lord sees David knows what the Lord will send tonight. Amen. Look with me in verse number 6. The Bible says this, Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone and a horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. Boy, it seems like this, that God has his judgment and he has uh, his chastisement and he has his vindication. And then he says this, he says, This shall be the portion of their cup. You know what God is saying? He's got, I've got a special special judgment uh, just for them tonight. Amen. Uh, There are those that are wicked uh, that persecute the righteous uh, and they think they're going to get away with it. No, but God has their number. Uh, God has a judgment especially just for them. And thank God there is nothing unrighteous uh, and there is nothing wicked tonight that will escape the eyes and the mind of God tonight. Amen. See the cruelty of the trial 
we see the constancy of the tried. But then we see this tonight. We see the certainty of the triumph. Look what he said in verse number 7. I like this verse. He said, For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. You know what he's saying? He's saying those that belong to Him, He loves them tonight. And His countenance is shining upon Him. His face is beholding them tonight. Amen. Amen. And this one thing is certain that victory is soon to come. Amen. And boy, as we think about this psalm tonight, when we think about the fight for our foundations, there were some things uh, that I wrote down tonight. And boy, it seems like they're under attack in the day and hour in which we live. It seems like the fundamental truths of Christianity and the fundamental truths of right and wrong are under attack in the day and hour in which we live in. And by the way, there is such a thing as absolute truth tonight. It's Jesus, amen. The world will tell you that there is just a a big blurry gray area, that there is no moral righteousness, that nothing is right and nothing is wrong. But that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what the Christian prescribes to tonight. Hey, God is a God of righteousness and there is a thing called sin and there is wickedness and there is an evil in this world but thank God we're on God's side tonight amen the very foundations of what you and I believe are being attacked in the day and hour which we live in I thought about this I thought about the foundation of salvation The foundation of salvation is being attacked in the day and hour in which we live. I want you to hear me and hear me clear tonight. Salvation is still by grace through faith plus nothing minus nothing. It's repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not in baptism. It's not in your good works. By the way, you don't have any good works until you get saved. It's not in communion tonight. It's not in taking a do-better pill. It's not in having a do-over. You can kick around every leaf in the yard and try to turn over every new leaf but until Jesus Christ sits on the throne room of your heart you'll never have peace you'll never have joy and thank God when you get the foundation right when you get saved you can grow in Christ tonight Amen the foundations of salvation are being destroyed but then the foundations of society are being destroyed Sodomy is an abomination. And by the way, they weren't born that way. Amen. They were not born that way. I don't care what preacher endorses that. I don't care who falls in with that crowd. Brother, I'm telling you, we're dumbing down the abominations and the thing that God calls wicked tonight and what God calls sin is still sin. For a man to kiss a man or a woman to kiss a woman is still wicked tonight. It's ungodly. It's perverse. It's wrong tonight. Amen. And society, the foundations of society are being destroyed tonight. They'll tell you, you can be whatever you want to, young people. I I don't want to be mean. John, you can't be what you want to be. But you can be what God wants you to be. You can be what God wants you to be. Amen. 
It's still right for a boy to like a boy. Boy, I'm hitting that hard tonight. It's still right for a boy to like a boy and a, or a boy to like a, a girl. Y'all know what I'm saying tonight, amen? It's still right for a boy to like a girl and a girl to like a boy, amen? That's natural and that's the way God made us tonight, amen? The foundations of society are being destroyed. It's still right, boys, when you seek out a wife, it's still right for you to want to marry her for life. Amen. Till death do you part tonight. I understand tonight things happen, I under, and I'm not beating up on people. Please know my heart tonight. I'm not beating up on you if you've had a divorce tonight, but that's not God's perfect will, and that is not God's perfect plan tonight. It's one man for one woman for one lifetime tonight. Amen. The foundations of society are being destroyed. Then I thought about this, the foundations of sanctification. God still wants His people to be a holy people tonight. Amen. He still wants us to be separated. He still wants us to dress right. Amen. He still wants us to look right. He still wants us to talk right. Be holy in all manner of conversation. That's what the Bible says tonight. Amen. Then I thought about this. The foundations of the Scriptures. Thank God we're King James tonight, ain't we? We're King James from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. Amen. I don't want an NIV anywhere near me tonight. Amen. We're King James tonight. I want to tell you something. The only counsel that you and I ought to take is from this Bible tonight. Amen. And if anybody tells you anything contrary to this Bible, you need to get away from them. The Bible says to seek not the counsel of the ungodly. Follow after righteousness tonight and follow after this Bible. Well, I'm glad you can find the building blocks for your life in this Bible tonight. I'm glad you can find the will of God in this Bible tonight. Amen. Amen. The foundations be destroyed. What can the righteous do? We can still stand. We can stand on the foundations. Stand on the things that we've been taught. Stand on the things that we've been given tonight. Amen. We can continue to stand and stand for the honor and the glory of God. Everybody okay tonight? Amen. Amen. We still believe this stuff tonight, don't we? Amen. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? I'll tell you what you can do. You can continue to stand in this dark day, in this dark hour. Amen. While they come with a song tonight, been good listeners tonight, we appreciate that. We'll have a word of invitation tonight. Amen. Let's all stand together all over the Lord's house tonight. Amen. Maybe you're here tonight and you've started to slip. Maybe you're here tonight and you've eased up on some things in your Christian walk. Why don't you come and solidify those things in your heart and your life tonight? Maybe you're here tonight and you want to pray for your church that Bible Baptist Church will always be a Spirit-filled church. That will always be a place on the side of the road where generations from now, if the Lord does not come, where we can hear the Bible preached, where we can hear the songs of Zion sung, where the saints of God will offer up 
a sacrifice of praise. Maybe you want to come and pray for yourself tonight. Maybe you want to come and pray for your marriage. Maybe you want to come and pray for whatever tonight. Just do business with the Lord. Whatever God wants you to do tonight, why don't you come? Submit that to Him. Commit that to Him tonight. While they sing, while they play.